from Maui, Hawaii. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to Europe. This is Michael Benner with the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. One o'clock now on the West Coast, four in the East. Happy to be with you. And uh, today is part two of a series we're doing on the Ageless Wisdom. Of course, the website that I've hosted for about 15 years now and uh, the website that presents and hosts the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School is called theagelesswisdom.com. We've talked about it in weeks past. We began an introduction of the Ageless Wisdom last week, described it as perennialism or the perennial philosophy. Sometimes it's just called mysticism. It's referred to also as esoteric philosophy or the ancient teachings, Prisca Theologia. And um, sometimes it's called shamanism or panentheism. There's lots of names for the ageless wisdom, but essentially it is a non-religious approach to the magic between spirit and matter, the nature of consciousness. You know, Einstein put an equal sign between energy and mass. We understand that that's really what the universe breaks down to, spirit, energy of some sort, and the material stuff, the seemingly solid, in fact, not so solid, but in terms of appearance, the seemingly dense stuff, the mass or the matter. So we've got energy, and then we've got mass, or material form. And yet there's a third element that is rarely discussed, and not very well understood, admittedly, and that's consciousness, the nature of our awareness. In other words, if everything in the universe is either spirit or matter, or in Einstein's terms, energy or mass, then it's notable that the mass, how about if we say in all life forms, is conscious or sentient or aware of itself. That seems significant. And many people would say, well, consciousness, is that not an energy? Well, consciousness or awareness is an energy, but it's not an energy instead of a mass. It's not spirit instead of matter. The magic of consciousness or awareness, love, when it's capitalized, the higher self, or if you wish, the soul on its own plane, is that it's both spirit and matter. It's both energy and mass. As as Plato said 2,500 years ago, The soul shares the ground of God. So the soul knows it is a spiritual thing and has no form per se, but it does incarnate, whether once or reincarnate many times. Nevertheless, it incarnates. So consciousness or awareness really stands a leg in both worlds. It's both spirit and matter. And this is the heart and the soul of the ageless wisdom. 
in this way, we talk about a variety of topics, and uh, this particular series we're doing now is on the ageless wisdom itself. Last week, we talked about its derivation and its history, its relationship to various religions, how it uh, predates religion, how it embraces and yet stands apart from religion, how it is in many ways a golden thread that runs through and unifies religion, except that it is pragmatic rather than dogmatic. And it is about a personal experience rather than a political or institutional experience. It's less about fellowship and worship than it is about a direct subjective and personal connection that an individual can have with his or her spiritual source. Okay, So today what we're going to talk about as we continue part two of the ageless wisdom is spiritual activism. And I thought that this was particularly timely and important since we had the big demonstrations Occupy Wall Street yesterday, uh, Saturday the 15th of October, and also uh, similar demonstrations all around the world. If you're with us live today on the 16th of October, Sunday, and uh, you're listening on the web, you should be able to see the slides that I'm going to put up, just a couple here for the free forum. And this is a picture from the front page of the New York Times, buoyed by Wall Street protests, rallies sweep the globe. That was the headline in the New York Times for Saturday. And indeed, there were demonstrations and protests all around the world, uh, inspired to some extent by Occupy Wall Street, but also inspired by what's come to be known as the Arab Spring and uh, the occupation in Cairo that you know continues. Those demonstrations have turned violent and ugly. Uh, many people are being killed and gunned down by their own military. Uh, the tragedy here is that the Egyptian military is armed and supported by the United States military. The uh, American taxpayer provides over a billion dollars in weaponry to the Egyptian military, apparently so it can suppress and murder its own people in their longing for democracy. So talk about being in a difficult position. And the defense secretary of the U.S., Leanne Panetta, was in Egypt the other day, and I'm sure the Obama administration appreciates the irony here. And the difficulty is is getting news because of the nature of the American corporate media. All of these demonstrations are being ignored. You could even say boycotted by the American news media. They don't want to fan the flames. They don't want you to recognize a relationship between Occupy Wall Street and what's happening in the streets of Cairo, much less the streets of Rome or Milan or Athens or London. 
um, all around the world in hundreds and hundreds of communities all across the United States in cities and boroughs and hamlets of all size your neighbors are coming out men and women of all ages from a broad variety of occupations and, and stations in life have said I just can't tolerate anymore I've got to do something uh, I've got to go to a central meeting place in my town and a rally with my neighbors who have similar feelings about the gross corruption and the injustice that has pervaded our system in an attempt to reclaim somehow democracy. Now, in discussing spiritual activism today, I'm going to talk about and I have limited time in this free forum. That's why I hope you'll join us in the premium training coming up in just about 20 minutes. And I'll tell you how to enroll in a minute. We're going to go into depth in the history of spiritually-based activism. So many people think of activism, demonstrations, protests, rallies, vigils, vigils, vigils <laughs> as being political things essentially and you have to be politically motivated in order to get into the streets and of course it's not true uh, some people have a political view but many people are there because of the dictates of their conscience and the relationship between conscience not consciousness but that part of consciousness or awareness known as conscience. Remember Jiminy Cricket? Let your conscience be your guide. Well, you have an ability to know right from wrong. In conscience, it's been said, is the chamber of justice. So we're going to talk about the history of spiritual activism the conscience and the longing for justice that is at the core, at the heart and soul of motivating people to move into the streets. And you can say, well, that's a generalization. Some people are just out there because it looks exciting, and some people are looking for trouble and up to no good. Well, some people this and some people that. You end up sounding like Fox News when you talk about what some people may think and what some people may do. Nevertheless, we ought to be able to talk about the primary motivating factor in street protests and the history of demonstrations. They go all the way back in Western civilization to the 13th century in the Magna Carta where people demanded from the king of England uh, a right, certain rights, certain basic rights, which were granted very fundamental rights in this famous document in the 13th century. And out of this, step by step, has grown democracy. You could say the roots of democracy go back 2,000 years to ancient Rome and in Greece, except that that was democracy for the few. And that was a time when 
people could own slaves as chattel. And um, so it was a very different kind of democracy. Do we still have slavery today? Well, technically, no. But in many ways, people are economic slaves. There still is no equal rights amendment. Women are still paid a fraction of what men are paid to do exactly the same job. Uh, people have to fight for their right to vote. Even now, in 2011, with unemployment standing at nearly 10%, practically, in a practical sense, approaching 20%, and Congress is passing laws to make it more difficult to vote, disenfranchising poor people and, and older people and making it increasingly difficult to vote. So in many ways, democracy is working backward. Freedom and liberty is something that we need to fight for and, and be ever vigilant if we're going to keep it vital and alive. And people do need to take to the streets every so often. So I want to share with you a little definition here of conscience that uh, I found in uh, uh, the dictionary. It's uh, defined as that part of the superego, this would be in the Freudian sense anyway, the so-called higher self, the better nature, that judges the ethical nature of one's actions and thoughts, and then transmits those determinations to the ego for consideration. And here's a handful of quotations, the oldest of them going back a couple of thousand years to one of the fathers of the Christian church, the Catholic church in the second century, Origen. And he's known for many things, having written many things, including conscience is the chamber of justice. Conscience is the chamber of justice. Also, Alexander Solzhenitsyn wrote, justice is conscience. Not a personal conscience, but the conscience of the whole of humanity. And those who clearly recognize the voice of their own conscience usually recognize also the voice of justice. So this is my argument today, that your primary motivating factor need not be politics. If somebody says, yeah, I'd go with you to that rally, to that protest, to that sit-in, to that candlelight vigil, except I'm not really into politics. Whoa! This is where you can teach them it's not about politics. It's about the longing for justice that is in your heart, in your conscience. That's your emotional heart, even, so much as your spiritual heart. Not so much love, in other words, as an emotional feeling, like romance or some personal affinity, but love as awareness, as the soul, as the higher self. That's really the home of the conscience. That's where the difference between right and wrong is often obvious, in spite of what your thoughts might say. 
<laughs> you know, thoughts can rationalize you out of your common sense and your conscience, the awareness of right and wrong. And, and this is what we're going to talk about, the longing for justice. And this is really where we begin to sense ourselves as members of a single family known as humanity. If anyone suffers an injustice anywhere in the world, whether it's a lack of housing or hunger or being held as a political prisoner, you should feel that. You see, you should be conscious of that. And your conscience, part of your consciousness, should hurt and prod you into some sort of behavior to correct that condition. Now, if anybody says they don't know what Wall Street is about, I would say there's a pretty good definition for you right there. If you will go to theagelesswisdom.com, you can register, if you're not already enrolled, for today's premium training, which will be a 90-minute intensive. I've got many more slides, and we'll talk about the whole history of spiritual activism. We'll talk about the national independence of India. How did unarmed Indian people chase the British out of their country and get their independence and freedom? We'll talk about women's suffrage, about the Equal Rights Amendment. We'll talk about unions and anti-war protesters and the environmental movement and other people who have had to repeatedly take to the streets. We'll talk about various tactics, picketing and boycotts and vigils and rallies and sit-ins and die-ins and peace camps and all broad variety, all different forms of, of tactics that good people have used to try to make the world a better place through street protest because justice really is born in and nurtured by your conscience. That's a spiritual thing. All right. So you can join us. You can enroll for a single class. You can enroll for a 13-week term, or you can sign up for a full year, in which case you get a very deep discount. And we're talking about just a tad over $3 per class which is, you'll have to admit, a token fee for the 90-minute uh, training. Okay, the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School premium training begins at 1.30 Pacific, just about, what, eight or nine minutes from right now. 4.30 in the east, that'll be uh, 20 hours, 30 minutes today, uh, Greenwich Mean Time. And when... Everybody goes from daylight saving time to standard time in a couple of weeks in the United States. Not sure when that happens in England and Europe, but in the United States it's the second Sunday in November. The class in any event will continue to be at 1 o'clock Pacific for the free forum, 1.30 for the premium training. And, of course, Eastern, that'll be 4 o'clock for this free forum and 4.30 for the premium training. So use your ATM card, your credit debit card. It uh, is easy and quick, 
and you can do it in a matter of seconds. TheAgelessWisdom.com. The T-H-E is part of it, so after the W's, TheAgelessWisdom.com. Then click on Webinars, Premium Training, sign up. You'll get on the thank you page the URL and the password you need. And if you register for more than one week, the information you need to access the live event or to listen to the replays perpetually, anytime you'd like. You can listen to the replays and even download an MP3 for your iPod, iPad, smartphone. All of that will be in a special email you'll get the night before each class. But you can get today's because the info will be right there in the thank you page. Okay, very easy to do, and I hope you'll join us for that. Let's take just three or four minutes and do a meditation, a group exercise where we can relax, realign, reorient ourselves, and come in touch with that conscience that longing for justice and fairness in the world. So if you'll get relaxed, do a couple of head rolls and some shoulder shrugs, and begin to breathe. Nice, slow, deep breaths. Ideally inhaling through the nose. Hold as you peak, and then as you exhale just as slowly. Feel relaxation in the body. Create and sense a letting go feeling in the body. And after three or four nice, slow, deep breaths, allow your breathing to find its natural rhythm and put your attention gently on the bottom of your nose and simply watch your body breathing itself. Witness, without judgment, the in-breath and the out-breath, the natural ebb and flow, such that you are not the conscious breather, but one who observes and merely witnesses the body breathing itself. As you continue to relax, feeling safer and more and more relaxed. Now I'd like you to consider, however this occurs to you, lifting your heart into your head as if there were a place in the very, very middle, the very center of your brain where there was a heart, an ability to feel compassion for those in the world who suffer from injustice. Feel your connection to those who are hungry, though you may be well fed. 
Feel your connection to those who have no place to sleep at night, especially the children who sleep on the streets of the world. In every city all around the world, even the richest and most powerful nations, the United States, where one in five children suffer from food insecurity, and though you may be well-fed and you may be housed, feel compassion, your heartfelt connection for this gross injustice that is poverty. Consider war like poverty as an injustice. Racism and sexism. Feel the hurt even though you may not suffer directly from racism sexism or these other problems I've touched upon your heart resonates that's your conscience it's the part of you that cares and this is part of the wisdom that dwells within you that pervades you that embraces you indeed that is your identity, this higher love that could not, in truth, be separated from any living thing that is part of all living things. Feel that compassion. Be aware of your conscience and commit yourself to work for justice. Take a nice, slow, deep breath, inhaling. Hold. And now exhale. And open your eyes, wide awake, alert, back in the room, feeling fine, refreshed, and better than before. Join us at the w's.theagelesswisdom.com in just three or four minutes for the premium training and we'll break out all of the slides and go into depth in the history of spiritual activism and talk more about the relationship of justice to conscience, compassion, and the truth of who you really are. Thanks for being with us. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. Aloha from Maui. This is Michael Benner.